Well, as I said it in last week's video fishing forecast, I was looking forward to unwrapping the boat and getting that Suzuki all fired up. But the uh, start of this week and the return of winter, I don't know, I'm kind of thinking Florida and a latitude adjustment. I'm Jim Hutchinson with the New Jersey Delaware Bay edition of the Fisherman Magazine. It's Thursday, March 16th, and come Monday, we'll be celebrating the very first day of spring, which of course, Mother Nature has reminded us this week that she's not just ready like that to unleash another spring. But hold on, I think we're getting things to uh, improve. It looks like temperatures are in the 50s at the Jersey Shore through Saturday, that's in the forecast. So maybe to see another uptick in striped bass reports, maybe winter flounder from Shark River and Manasquan, maybe even the Navasink, some sun in the forecast would be nice. Did see birds dive bombing on bait in the sun on Sunday. Fairfield's Dennis Portolan sent this video as witnessed on Sunday along the Raritan Bay. Dennis said he and his buddy looked at each other and said, man, is it gonna get good very soon. Dennis, from your lips to God's ears. We'll run through the striped bass reports, touch upon some holdover trout, and look at some shad now appearing on the Delaware in just a few minutes. But first, let's look at the events happening this weekend in New Jersey as we've got a busy one ahead of us before spring arrives next week. On Friday, the Saltwater Fishing Expo returns to the New Jersey Convention and Expo Center in Edison. That's three days, March 17th, 18th, and 19th, with more than 200 exhibitors selling thousands of saltwater fishing products from new boats and kayaks to an array of accessories, including, of course, rods, reels, lures, line, everything that you can imagine. It will be there for three days. Show hours are Friday noon till 8 p.m., Saturday 10 till 6, and Sunday 10 till 5. Adult mission, admission is $15 per person. Kids 6 to 11 pay $3. Children under 5 or 5 and under are free. The New Jersey Convention and Expo Center, the Edison Complex, of course, located at 97 Sunfield Avenue in Edison. You can visit the Saltwater Fishing Expo website for advanced ticket sales and a complete listing of seminars and exhibitors. Always a great uh, batch of seminars throughout that three-day event. Of course, the Fisherman Magazine will be there. We're booth number 461, directly across the aisle from our friends at Fisherman's Headquarters. We're just to the left, both of us, just to the left of the entrance, as soon as you walk into the big hall, hall there. Get there early in the day to take advantage of our special deal. Get a new and renewing subscription, new or renewing subscription to the Fisherman Magazine. We'll set you up with a package of BKK hooks and also a bag of fish bites. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to fish bites. Hey, by the way, in Edison this weekend, I'll also be taking donations for the Northeast Striped Bass Study and Gray Fish Tag Research, that project involving those mini PSAT satellite tracking devices that we've been putting in jumbo striped bass every season since 2019. Uh, since 2019. It's just $25, a donation to Gray Fish Tag Research, and you'll get this adorable, this adorable decal that you see on the screen. That's a special design from Carrie Chen. So make sure you come on out, show your support for Gray Fish Tag Research. Now, another long running event that's being held this weekend is the 27th annual Rahway Spring Fishing Flea Market. That's on Saturday, March 18th. That's held from nine till two at St. Thomas Church Hall, 1400 
East St. George's Avenue in Rahway. The event features plenty of new and used tackle and fishing gear. Admission IC is $5 for adults. Kids 12 and under are free. Details. You can call them, 732-381-2165. And on Sunday, March 19th, the original plug show, the Asbury Park Fishing Club's 30th season this year, 30th annual fishing uh, flea market. That's awesome. That runs from 9 till 2. That's at the Berkeley Oceanfront Hotel. That's across the street from the convention center. Uh, and it boasts one of the region's top lineups of local plug builders. If uh, guys are making some plugs, you're gonna find them there. It's a great show. If you can't join the Fisherman Magazine in Edison, look for John DeBona. He's gonna be there on Sunday. Our table, uh, you can get some uh, Lone Diablo. Uh, we're gonna bring the BKK Lone Diablo 5.0. So if you get a nice plug there and you wanna swap out the trebles, come on over, get your new or renewing subscription to the Fisherman Magazine. Admission to that event is $5. For more information, you can look up the Asbury Park Fishing Club's uh, website or call 732-988-0121. So in case you're wondering, where am I today? Well, I'm at Fisherman's Source in Ocean, New Jersey. It's not that far from Asbury Park. Actually, it's just across the the border. Well, this Sunday, March 19th, from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m., the folks here at Fisherman's Source will be hosting their fourth annual Stock Up event. Special discounts, raffles, local vendors. They even have a food truck coming in this weekend. Now, this is a really cool event because in talking to them today, they were like, I can't even tell you how good the discounts are. Some really cool discounts that I'm not even allowed to publicize but they're good. Um, you can walk through the shop, you can find Mad Mantis, Gibbs, SP Minnows, Yozuri, uh, and of course Nomad, uh, all the great plugs. I saw Bobby Reed's Back Bay plugs are here. I can tell you that in their fluke section you can get select gulp tubs, $4.99 to $9.99. There's a 35 foot long table with 20 to 70% off. Rest assured, if you see it here at Fisherman Source this Sunday, it's probably at some type of discount. Now, getting back to reports here in the Monmouth County area, of course, it's all about striped bass right now. And in gathering reports for thefisherman.com, they came out a little bit late this week, but you can go over there, thefisherman.com, go under North Jersey reports and check out the latest reports. It would appear that the Raritan Bayshore bite turned into the upper Raritan bite over the weekend. Perhaps it's the water temperatures, maybe it was the moon phase last week, I'm not sure. But there have been a good number of stripers up the river. And I would think maybe a little warming trend at this point, a few sunny days, will send those fish down into the bay, again, to spread out. But we are in that time of year as these fish begin to stage, to feed, in advance of heading up the Hudson for the spawn. Now, Wesley Bouchelle said he and crew found great fishing on Sunday in the northern part of the state using swim shads and bucktails that he said they were glued to the bottom. Quite a few good looking stripers to show off there, uh, however, in some of those upper river stretches. Stephen Bennett said dark soft plastics jigged slow along the bottom did the trick. Again, in that north country here in the Garden State. A quick shot of his fish finder shows you that our powder keg here in New Jersey is just about ready to explode. NLBNs, no live bait needed? Yeah, you can find them here at Fisherman Source this weekend. American Angler's Carl Hartman continues to send photos of stripers in the northern part of the Garden State. 
probably the Hackensack River confines. But I do believe these fish are also being, they're spreading out quite a bit. Carl Chen has been doing quite well so far this season with a bunch of release fish. And another American Angler's Report comes by way of Adrian Grub as well. So most folks that are getting out and about are finding some striped bass action. While this week's temperatures are more on the wintry side, we've had higher than normal weather, uh, uh, air temperatures, water temperatures throughout this winter. So it's not just the bloodworms at this point. Of course, the bloodworms will do it. Uh, if you're not dead sticking or if you are dead sticking from shore and you want to maximize your approach, how could I let another full season go without Matt Calabria's worm ball advice from out there at the tackle box? Matt's video is at the end of this week's video fishing forecast if you want to learn how to tie the worm ball if you're looking for some of those spring stripers. Now, as we move along, call it to the lower half of the Garden State of Tom's River and below, uh, the folks at Hookhouse and Tom's River said that bass scattered from the locale. You know, they were really stacked up in areas of the Tom's, but Dennis said they've kind of scattered at this point with the water temperatures being what they are. Think about the bridges, backside of, uh, of the Barrier Island someplace, all throughout the bay. Uh, Gregory Davis found stripers willing to whack at White Shad sometime time last week. Now some folks are creeping around and trying spot to spot, tossing uh, soft plastics and smaller plugs, but others are finding a nice, sunny, warm area to dead stick their way with bloodworms, uh, maybe in some brackish location like the Mullica, where the Conrad boys sent me this just the other day. And while sod bankers wait for things to heat up, it does seem like the kayak fishermen throughout the Garden State are finding some of the better action because they're covering more water. A lot of these guys are using fish finders as well so you can find where these fish are scattered versus being stacked up. But Matt Trucks has been pedaling his way around to some really good bass fishing uh, over the last week or two. You can expect some of those popular points and landings around the Mullica and Great Egg to begin producing as things warm up. Again, hopefully that occurs this weekend, the final weekend of winter. Matt said that the fish he's finding thus far are local residents, mostly schoolie size, but some keepers in the mix, and he stressed that he's letting those breeders go back. Mandel Mobley as well, working the west coast of New Jersey. Think along the bend in the Delaware. Uh, he says he's expecting another good run of breeders soon along the Delaware River stretch, but he tells us this week, the bite is on true to the game. So that's a really good sign. Now, don't forget, you know, we are in that time if you were getting into that spring spawn. I know we've got the 28 to less than 38 inch size limit, but consider when you stumble upon those big fish at any point coming up, those big sagging bellies, take really care, good care of those fish. Don't hold them vertically, especially if they're sagging with those bellies. Try to brace those bellies and make sure that they swim back. But what I haven't seen yet is the migration map chatter. That hasn't started yet, and I can expect the social media channels to start soon enough. But I will tell you this. I'm under the impression that the spawn is well underway. Uh, actual word I've gotten is a striped bass on the Chesapeake, the upper stretches, have already moved into their prime spawning location. So the Chesapeake is already loaded with some jumbo fish uh, and some big fish caught and released already before that March 1st restriction were, uh, was put in place for a lot of those uh, Chesapeake tributaries. Dean Dannenhauer from the Cape Atlantic Striper Club as well as Advanced Fishing Century Rods with a beautiful Maryland striper uh, just before the upper river closure. So yeah, I think that spawn is underway. 
based on our Northeast striped bass study tagging data, those big fish were in the lower portion of the Chesapeake already at the beginning of this year. So it looks like things are happening. And who knows, maybe some of those stripers as they drop out of the Chesapeake before going all the way down to the mouth of the bay, that they'll use the C and D canal as an egress and filter into Delaware Bay during their departure. Now, the one thing I would say, as many folks in deep south, southwest portions of New Jersey, wait for that Delaware River bite to turn on. Many are taking advantage of the freshwater opportunities throughout the Garden State. And yeah, there are some good ones down in South Jersey. And especially with this milder winter, a lot of good holdover trout uh, are there to wait. But young Hank Helms here, I met him at the Atlantic City Boat Show a couple of weeks ago. He's been doing a number on some monster largemouth bass down in South Jersey. Need I remind you that the state record largemouth bass is from South Jersey. You would think it's Northwest Jersey, but it's actually Man Manantico Ponds, the Manantico Wash. Frank Rosinski said holdover rainbows this time of year have been great in some of those South Jersey water bodies. Again, milder water temperatures. I've heard the same thing throughout the Garden State that these holdovers from the fall and winter are there and they're snapping already. You might want to go gear up for that. Um, and of course, if you don't have all your freshwater gear, your rod, maybe your favorite freshwater rod is, uh, is in repair, in need of repair, well then by all means, go get it fixed. And now we come to Shad Watch 2023. Just before the striped bass head up the Delaware, you can expect those American Shad to come up there before. And from all accounts, the run is on. Kevin Ingram said American Shad are showing up in the lower Delaware this week. And outdoor photographer John Fallon said they're in the New Hope stretch as well. Good sign if you're looking to get in some of those Shad. Tell you what, I'm gonna stop in next door in the rod room. I'm in shopping a little bit, but I'm gonna leave you with our freshwater update from my man, George, the Pocono Outdoors guy. Hey, well, thanks, Jim. You know, I was thinking about maybe just heading over to Jersey and throwing some jerk baits with like Jen Wong out there getting some of these trout, some crappie, and even a couple of walleye. Or maybe, you know, getting my uh, my shad rod spooled up, uh, getting my shad darts out, hitting the Delaware River. Was talking with guys like Rusty Balls, Rusty Balls Bait and Tackle, and he says, you know, that the, the shad bite is starting to turn on. They are picking some up down by Yardley, so there are some shad in the river. It's mid to mid March, so it should start to happen but why not I mean spring is only a few days away but you know what I think I'm just going to sit here and do a little shelling instead that sounds like a whole lot more fun than getting out in the water well I hope you guys are doing better than I am here in the Poconos but from Pennsylvania I'm George your Pocono Outdoors guy Told you I was gonna come out to the rod section. St. Croix, Penn, uh, Tsunami, we got Shimano, Jigging World, everything that you want here at Fisherman's Source. Wind 
and whales. How long have we been talking about this? Well, Congressman Jeff Van Drew has a field hearing today at the Wildwood Convention Center. That starts at 2 p.m. And this video, of course, is released at noon on Thursday. So I'm probably on the road already or standing in line to go take a look at the, that event. I will have more on this particular congressional hearing in next week's video fishing forecast. We'll, we'll see how things go, whether it's a dog and pony show, or if it's not just about whales, but actually about this wind energy, this industrial wind. I'd like to hear more in-depth testimony today on the EMF impacts on summer flounder and benthic species. I'd like to know about cold pool, about uh, radar frequencies around these wind turbines. I'd like to know about all the jamming and, and how the current changes and, and plumes will be affected. It's all possible. Again, I'll find out today, hopefully, and pass along that information in next week's video fishing forecast. Finally, I was kicking back on Friday night watching one of my favorite television shows, that's Blue Bloods, but as much as I love this quintessential cop show, I was a little taken aback by one particular scene where a drug dealer offered Detective Danny Reagan $10 million to look the other way. How about you, Detective? I love a boat, maybe even one for my dad. You know, like a real fishing boat, a couple of twin 1800 horsepower engines. Are we gonna need a crew too? Yeah, definitely need a crew. Gonna need a clue, too, detective. There's no such thing as an 1800 horsepower outboard. Not that I'm aware of, anyway. It'd be nice to see some of these screenplay writers. Well, actually, it's nice to see these screenplay writers incorporating a little fishing into a drama series. But maybe you should check on some of your information from time to time, or maybe get a fisherman on staff to let you know when you've got things right or wrong. Kind of nice in the mainstream journalism world, again, as, as well don't you think? The fourth annual stock up event here at Fisherman's Source. It's the rods, it's the lures, it's all the tackle. Come on out here Sunday, March 19th. That's from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. And of course, they are located at 3501 Sunset Avenue in Ocean. And it's just around the corner from the plug show. And of course, we'll be at the Saltwater Fishing Expo Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's a busy weekend. I hope to see you at one of these locations this weekend. The Worm Ball, it is a great bait presentation for gunning for uh, spring striped bass. This is one we learned about at the Tackle Box a couple of years ago. Matt Calabria is back this week, and he's got this how-to segment on how to bundle up those blood worms and make a worm ball. You can get all this stuff out at the Saltwater Expo this weekend, everything but the bloods. Catch them up, see you at the show, and we'll see you next week right here at thefisherman.com. All right, so now I'm going to show you what I do to start making this worm ball on the inline circle hook, right? Take a couple worms, take your hook with a little piece of rag on, and all you're doing is just doing about a quarter of the head of the worm past the, just tying it on the rag. You're just going to just start it. A little bit of that clam tie, you're just starting, right? Take a couple bloods. Those are sandworms. Those are two sandworms. Here's one blood. Throw another blood on there. Got a couple wraps. Let's throw one more. There you go. Roll that over. 
That's it. There's your warm ball rig, right? Make a couple drops of this. Drop it right on top of the cotton. It's going to soak that right up, and it's going to last a lot longer than just that cotton uh, elastic tie-down that you're using. And that's it. So, again, I'm trying to stay away from that snell, all right? Just tie a regular fisherman's knot right there on top so it gives the little bit extra play so that circle hook can grab in there and just not come off. But a better version of that is that right there, which is a non-slip or poly knot and both. And again, you can use these multiple times. I know you think that there are a lot of worms on here, but when I buy worms, I buy at least four to five dozen, a few dozen of each, three bloods, two sands, have at it, especially if you're fishing multiple rods. When you're done fishing this for the day, a lot of times you're going to be going fishing the next day. Cut that fish finder rig off, put that in a bag, and it's ready to go again for the next day. And you don't have to do these in advance. Like I said, you can do two, three, four of these at a time. Keep them in your box. They're good for two, three days. When you're all done or you think you're all washed up or you want to tie a fresh one, just cut it off, get another one on there. Don't forget the fish flag. Hello and welcome here at your local tackle box here in Hazlitt. Full stock of sand and blood worms today. I'm going to show you a nice little video that I put together for you guys to help you out with circle hooks, inline circle hooks, right? So today I got a 4-0 circle hook. And I just got a little fisherman's knot. And this little piece right here is a little piece of rag. Let me show you what that's for here in a second. What you want to do with circle hooks is Try not to gunk up as much of the bait on the actual hook itself. You want a lot of this to be exposed, right? But you also want play on this top knot. That's why a snell isn't going to work as effective as something like this. I'm going to show you an even better rig than that here in a second that I have already tied up for you. So all you're doing is the same thing. You're making a worm bowl, but you're going to tie it on this little piece of rag. And then trim it back if it's a little bit too long. This cotton rag is also going to help soak up some of that delicious clam oil. Give some good scent trail. But here, check it out. So this, the one I just made up for you guys. So it's about four or five worms, couple bloods, couple sands. You see that right there? Let that focus in. So that's called a non-slip repollen knot. See how that slips nice and easy? It's completely free. All right, on that circle hook, completely exposed. The only thing holding that thing together is that rag. You can cast this a million times, it'll never come off. Alright? It's on there. They can grab that, gunk on that, all that fun stuff. It'll never come off. And all you do after each fish is tie a couple more worms on there, put a little dab of clam essence, and you're good to go. It's that simple. Best thing with this though is not taking it out of the sand spike when you're getting hit. Believe it or not, going to hook more fish than put the rod in your hands. So when you're getting hit by that bass in the surf, keep the rod right there in the, in the sand spike. And all you're going to do, when you start seeing that tip slightly bend over, that's when you want to just start reeling. You're going to hook that fish every single time. Then take it out, fight your fish, and do your thing. All right? 